Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show! Greetings, Minivan Mafia. Lauren and I are longtime friends from Chicagoland that love getting together to chat about life, kids, family, and beer. Each week, we'll feature a brewery and sample at least two of their beers. We'll also discuss a variety of topics ranging from parenting, pop culture, travel, marriage, and just about anything else that comes to mind. Welcome, everybody, to another episode. This one... You know, I don't, they're all special, they aren't they? They are all special. Right. I agree. In their own way, just like our children. Yeah. They're all special in your own way. <laughs> That's 100% true. <laughs> so, yeah, just like all of our other episodes, this one is very special, mm-hmm. but it's special in a different way um, because we're going to drink non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, this is a first. Yeah, you know... I don't recall exactly when we were inspired to do a non-alcoholic yeah. beer episode, uh, but I do remember the first time I was deceived into drinking one, Ooh. which of course is how it went. Totally I how it went, because you weren't picking it. Expect yeah. it. Oh, yeah. certainly not. No, no. I mean, I have reasons for drinking, and one of them... Is for the alcohol. Yeah. Is the alcohol. No, I get it. 100%. Totally. Yeah. So my husband puts this... I think it was called a dark brew (laughs) in the refrigerator from Untitled Art. And Mm -hmm. it's not the one that we are going to drink Mm -hmm. from Untitled Art. It is a different (laughs) one. But uh, he pours it. I never saw the can or anything. He just like pours, finger quotes, a beer (laughs) for me. And uh, I drink it. And I'm just like, this tastes like burning. (laughs) Why does this taste like burning? burning? What is happening? And he's just like... Oh, it's non-alcoholic. And I was just like, but why, does why it, did you why? give this to me? Is there calories in this? Am I drinking calories? <laughs> Am I wasting this? Yeah. I'm I could be eating calories. a Hershey bar right now, and you gave me this pile of garbage. Yeah, that's true. What? That's fair. Now, there was nothing wrong. No, but it was not what you brew. expected. But it's so. hard to get past that once you realize it. And I think mm-hmm. that's probably why he didn't want to tell me what it was. Mm, because fair. I think he wanted me to... Just go and see what you thought of it. Which isn't unreasonable. No. You know, when I I, I first think of non-alcoholic beer, the only thing that comes to mind is O'Doul's because my uncle used to drink O'Doul's. And that to me is like the thing associated with non-alcoholic beer in my head. And unfortunately, (laughs) ladies and gentlemen, we do not have any of that. We're not drinking O'Doul's. No, that's not the route that we went. No, no, no. Uh, since we are going to have a handful of these, because it's not like we're going to get drunk. Right. <laughs> well, let's open the first one here. So, cool. speak of the devil, we're going to drink an Untitled Art. Mm-hmm. Untitled Art actually makes a handful of non-alcoholic. Yes, which we are also going to discover because we will drink another one. <laughs> Two of them. But the, So, yeah. we're going to drink a Watermelon Ghost. Yeah. We're going to start there. I'm actually intrigued by this. Yeah, so, I kind of am too. Right. We've got a hand. So, we have four that we're going to drink. We've got two from Untitled Art, Lagunitas, uh, and one from Wellbeing, which Wellbeing is from St. Louis. And all, f- all three of these breweries, actually, they've done a bunch of different, like, 
the best non-alcoholic beers. And all three of them have been repeatedly on lists that okay. are make um, some of the best tasting non-alcoholic beers. Okay. So um, we shall see. We yes, will evaluate. I have heard that about Untitled Art. Mm-hmm. I forgot that Lagunitas had mm-hmm. a non-alcoholic beer, which I have off and on been reminded, but... Sure, sure. It's not, not like you're, gonna, you're, you're not often buying it, so... Exactly, exactly. Yep. Yeah, I had never so. heard of well-being before, but again, no, they mine, were on the list, and I picked it up at my local bottle shop with all the other regular beers. Ah. So these I picked up just at Open Bottle, I think, or something oh, like okay. that. So they had a handful of non-alcoholics oh, there. that's interesting. Yeah. You know... I just remembered one of the things that I recall when we first started talking about doing this episode, mm-hmm. I went to workforce brewing in Plainfield okay. and was talking to the bartender and asked if they had a non-alcoholic beer oh. because you and I had like kind of initiated Briefly the conversation. Yeah. This was a while ago though, mm-hmm. but, um, and he told me that there is going to be a brewery in Naperville that oh. is going to be all non-alcoholic really? beer. Really? Interesting. So there's, I'll get into the, the background of non-alcoholic beer in a minute, but they there's been some market studies done that said essentially by like 2024, they're going to be, the the market for non-alcoholic beverages, these types of beverages, are, is going to double. Oh. So actually just in 2021 alone, non-alcoholic beer sales worldwide went up 29 percent whoa so there's a huge push like there's a ton of places that obviously craft breweries are now joining in on this trend um the middle east is like 30 percent of the total sales iran places like that because the law is that you cannot consume or purchase alcohol right so but there's still a social aspect to it so it's as if they're drinking so there's Mm. a huge market there for it spain is one of the largest in of the european nations that has is purchasing it and then the u.s and the uk are also significantly increasing so one of these non-alcoholic beers that um, maybe not this one, but there was one of them that I saw there that had actually won a UK beer award for oh, the taste of it. Maybe it was another one. But so I was like, that's oh, yeah. super interesting that it actually won a world beer award in the UK and it's not actually beer. I mean, it's non-alcoholic beer. So there's definitely a market for it and people are buying it. And so, I mean, if people are buying it, people will make it. <laughs> yeah, I hear what you're saying. And because I've... <laughs> I'm sorry, I hear, guys. I hear it. Why is it every time we drink anything other than beer, I just have a problem with it? It's not true because I actually thought the tea was good. The hard I thought tea, the tea I really was good. Liked. I think we should do a mead episode at some point. Ugh. There's some other things. I'll try that. You should try it there's lots of different kinds i've had seltzer was the only negative it just tastes like radio static so i can't get behind that absolutely that's a perfect explanation (laughs) but i can think i can at least try there's even that just that we're drinking tonight there's at least four different styles of non-alcoholic beer that's true i'm actually excited about this watermelon ghost so let's give it a taste because it it smells like summer it it sounds appealing when i read the words on the can it's super tasty. I mean, like, this is super tasty drink. Oh, yeah, this is <laughs> like, good. It tastes really good. <laughs> so I mean, I'd pour some vodka in it maybe, but it tastes really yeah, good. Or champagne. Yes. Oh, that might be too much bubbles, but I don't know. Maybe not. 
is there such a thing? No, I think I think not when you love but this bubbles. This is actually really tasty. Like I get that there's not it's not alcoholic, but it's a tasty beverage. Yeah, this is I could drink this. I could you drink know, like, this. This is a poolside yeah, beer. I could drink you this could by the pool. Drink for this sure. by the pool if you're trying to come down from being too drunk. <laughs> yeah, like if I drank too many IPAs and now it's like I'm still thirsty, but I need to not drink the alcohol. This is a perfect substitute for that. Yeah. So I think this the, is pretty good. The yeah. flavor's pretty tasty. I mean, I'm not sure if I could tell the difference between this and like a comparable Izzy water. Right. I don't know if I could. You it's know? very because it's got the bubbles. It's got it, I I don't know. It's as a beverage. It's very tasty. Mm. So I'm 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 down with this. One. I get watermelon. Yeah. I get lime, which yeah. it says it has lime. Ooh. Let's not drop this can on the floor. Let's try not to. And sea salt. It's I get a little bit of that maybe in the aftertaste. Yeah, in the aftertaste. It's a pretty little. subtle though because I think the watermelon and the lime are really strong in yes. this. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, but it's a great combination of flavors. Like this yeah. is super summery hmm. to me. So, hmm. all right, well, uh, we'll drink the next one in a I'll sec. But yeah, this is this is pretty pretty good. I can I can get down with this. So, non-alcoholic beer technically still has 0.5 percent ABV. Okay. So it's not zero alcohol. It's just incredibly. So I can't low. give this to my kids. I mean, well, you could. I mean, you, you can. Could you argue don't need you to be. You don't need to be 21 to purchase it in some states. In some okay. states, even if there is. 0.5% you still need to be 21. But in a number of states you could buy this just without being okay. 21. So they might sell it to your kid. Um <laughs> <laughs> not in Illinois. No, probably not. We don't we are we're too strict yeah. for stuff like that. Um, but so non-alcoholic beers really date back a very long time. So it dates back to like medieval Europe. And the reason that is is because it was a safer alternative to water because water had parasites and was often polluted and if it non-alcoholic beer goes through a brewing process mm-hmm. and gets rid of a lot of bacteria and things like that. So and it's cheaper than an ale to drink. So okay. this was something that's been around for a very long time because people didn't die from drinking it and it still tasted like something. Okay. So, um, cool. yeah. So then it, as one would probably imagine, gained popularity during Prohibition because I can see that. it's 0.5%. So it's still tiny and people would then also spike it with something often that you shouldn't be um but when the volstead act which is what the actual name of the prohibition act came around um their their sales again went up and they referred to it as near beer ah i like that so that's what this kind of category of drinks of that point five percent abv during prohibition was often referred to as near beer near beer yeah they couldn't legally just call it beer so uh-huh. it was near beer. So and during that time, like the big thing, the big companies that were still around, like Anheuser Busch made um, was the most popular near beer at the time. It was called Bevo, B E V O. Okay. Um, but Pabst made one. It was called Pablo. Miller made Vivo, and Schlitz made Famo. I don't know why the heck they all ended in O. Um, That's <laughs> really weird, right? But in 1921, they produced. Overall, the market produced over 300 million gallons of near beer. So, like, this was huge. It wasn't, like, small. Obviously, when Prohibition was taken back, then it stopped being popular, and they went back to making beer that was beer. But for the first couple of years, they actually legally kind of inched back into alcoholic beverages because they had to produce low ABV beers at first. So it was, like, 
under 3%. Oh. And so they kind of like inched back up to a higher ABV. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but during Prohibition, they made millions of barrels of, of near beer or what we're drinking mm-hmm. of non-alcoholic beers. So... Yeah, I don't know. Kind of interesting. And again, like I was saying earlier, like the market projections are huge with this. Like they expect literally the market to double in the next few years for non-alcoholic beverages worldwide. Worldwide, um, huh. but even still in the U.S., it's increased significantly in the last like handful of years. That's so interesting. I will be interested to see mm-hmm. where we're at in a few years when we I do am. our next. Near beer part two. (laughs) I like it. So yeah, so I learned a bit about non-alcoholic beers uh, that I didn't know before, and this I learned something too. Right. I'm very surprised to hear about how popular it is becoming. You know, in relation to how it has been, not necessarily that it's a huge share of the market of Mm -hmm. beer drinkers, but that proportionately. From a couple years ago to now, yeah, I was like twenty one percent growth so in since in just two thousand twenty one alone is huge. Yeah. Now I do think that the pandemic and people sitting on their butts and gaining weight and a lot of not necessarily these, but a lot of the non alcoholics actually don't have as many calories as regular beers sure. and things like that. Also, I think there's a false feeling that this is better for you when I'm sure it's really not that much of, better for you. I can't think you. of a way that this is better <laughs> so, for me personally. Yeah, well, fair. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I am super interested in and a lot of what they said is a lot of this is word of mouth too and it's social media and it's spreading and some cultures that are frowned upon with drinking alcohol still have an alternative mm-hmm. when they're out with friends and socializing and whatnot. And I think that that push is actually a huge part of it. Okay. So, um, like I said, the Middle East and, and that kind of area is at least a third, if not more, of the market for non-alcoholic beverages. So That's um, very interesting. You know, you mentioned earlier that in different states, the age for mm-hmm. buying something like this may vary. Yep. I wonder what it is in Illinois, because if this place in Naperville really is oh, opening, yeah. Naperville would be a great place for, you know, let's say older high school and oh, early college. Yeah, that can't drink, that but aren't still want to hang out. Yeah, and... it might be a cool concept for mm. a place like, a, you know, Naperville is a pretty attractive place yeah. To be nearby, yeah. uh, if you're going to be around the Chicago area, mm-hmm. it's a pretty popular western yeah. suburb. There's, there's lots of things to do in restaurants and all kinds. Of yes, stuff, it's so. got a lot of that already. Yeah. And there's like a couple colleges that aren't that far away, and yeah, I could see the draw. Yeah, I to would something agree. like that. Also, I think that like you mentioned restaurants, and and there's a big restaurant and bar scene in the little like downtown Naperville area. It would be interesting to have them add that to their menu. Yeah, and have that's like a local thing place too. supplying I, it. You I've know? never really thought about whether or not, and I, I honestly, I was not aware that non-alcoholic beer still had a point five. Right. Um, percent. So, Illinois Liquor Control Act does not apply to beverages with uh, containing less than 0.5% alcohol. So, so and I guess minors can... are allowed to purchase and drink them. Oh, well then I guess uh, it is a good idea to open a non-alcoholic brewery in Naperville. Huh. Uh, yeah. And maybe me and you should... 
Nope. Never mind. No, we're not doing them. Um, but anyways. I'm going to open a brewery. That, it's going to be one that has beers that are like all above 15%. Yeah. It's going to be like the opposite. It's like the high ABV beer. Yeah. <laughs> this is I'm going to be going like for. Midwest <laughs> the brewery. Yeah. <laughs> so it looks like the, the, the licensing act, the beer act or whatever it's called, specifically calls out something that has alcohol means beer, wine, cider, spirits, and other liquors over 0.5% ABV is what's wow, governed what by that. Wow, what a coincidence. Yeah, so it's super <laughs> interesting. Um, yeah, so, yeah, so there's that. There's a couple other major companies that still make it, like Heineken makes a... Right. Uh, that's pretty popular. That's one of the popular, most popular across the world, which of makes course. sense. Yes. Um, but honestly, a lot of the other ones that are popular are smaller craft breweries, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Um, in Iceland, which beer wasn't legal until... Uh, late compared to everywhere else they were also had pop very popular non-alcoholic non-alcoholic beverages low alcoholic beverages i guess i don't know uh-huh. <laughs> but so yeah but this one's pretty good so let's see what else what do we want to open next let's open the next one and then start talking about our topic yeah. which is about as fun as drinking non-alcoholic Ooh. beer for me because i'm you know well this one's exploding and there's a lot of head to that. Uh, I will grab one for you. Go ahead All and right. pour me a drink. There. Yeah. So this is Hellraiser Dark Amber from Wellbeing out of St. Louis. And it exploded on me. Yeah. I'm making that. a mess. Let me trade you there. Let me get my... Oh, I'm also making a mess. Okay. Let's just split this. This is there great. You go. All right. And you know what? We <laughs> haven't really spilled actual beer, yet the non-alcoholic yeah. beer well, is causing problems. At least it was... It's non-alcoholic. Yeah, sure. So I we'll don't have to that. that is a giant head on sad. this one. So, yeah. Lauren uh, and I were kind of rationing glasses for this because we were like, oh, we have so many things to try. Mm-hmm. This glass is never going to be empty. No, the one that I just have here. (laughs) Look at all that head. It's like half the glass. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. You know, uh, side note, (laughs) I have a beer in my keezer that is a little off a little when it comes Mm, to mm -hmm. the carbonation because my pressure is a little too high. And I don't want to lower the pressure because the other two kegs are like perfect. perfect. Mm. And so my, I have an IPA in my keyser, and when you pour it, it's like every pint pours <laughs> like this, where it's like 50% beer and 50% head. and But it dissipates very, sure, very sure, quickly. Sure. And so every time I pour one for somebody, I'm just like, don't worry, it'll be worth it. Yeah, ignore <laughs> the head, it's fine. <laughs> so we're drinking the dark Hellraiser Dark Amber. Dark Amber. Ooh, smell that. Holy cow, that's a heavy aroma. It does... I get a, I don't want to say the wrong, make the wrong description. I get a little bit of a soapy smell. Mm. Yeah, I, I guess a little bit. Hmm. I don't, just on the scent. I don't get it on the flavor. To be honest with you, I think the flavor is kind of plain. It is. It's a little bland. I was actually hoping that based off of the aroma that that I got, that it would be a stronger flavor. It's. If you handed this to me and you were like, here, have a beer, let's, because yeah. let's assume that's what happens in all of these cases where we're drinking sure. all of this. Yeah. Let's we assume that nobody, a... that you don't know. Yeah. I would feel like this was bland, a little bland for a beer, like a little plain. For so much head it has, it's super flat. Yeah. <laughs> 
to me. Exactly. <laughs> like, it's all it's all just it's gone. It's I all in the head. I don't know. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It tastes very flat. Um, yeah, it is flat to me. It's it's not super interesting. Um, the aroma at first felt a little earthy, and now you're right. Maybe it does. I, I have a little maybe bit. Maybe something's more of happening a, to me. I just get kind of a, yeah. a soapy, like a cleaning chemical. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants to drink that smell. Um, yeah, it's, it's maybe it's what's striking me so odd that I have that, and then when I drink it, it it doesn't it doesn't taste like much. It really doesn't taste like much. Yeah. It, it, that's a very apt description of this one. It yeah. doesn't taste just, like much. I don't, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Well, you know, to each we their own. We tried it, though. I feel like, yeah, we gave it a shot. So. I like the, I like the uh, ghosts, the watermelon ghosts I do too. I would so totally far. drink that, but that's something that has a good flavor to it. The thing about the non-alcoholics is, like, you have to have a good flavor to make this worth it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so if it's not something that's tasty to drink, then there's like quite literally no point to you. I'm trying to think (laughs) what beer, alcoholic beer, I could compare this to that would be sort of like, if you really like this beer, you might like this non-alcoholic. And And I can't really. The thing about this one is it's not, it's not a real strong flavor. It's not even that ambery. Like it looks like it more than it tastes yeah. like it, but it's not. I like, just I can't put my finger on yeah the flavor. I don't, I don't. I don't like it. I will. I'm not going to drink more of this. Again, it's, it tastes very. It tastes very flat. I never me. say that. I never say I don't like something. No, that's fair. It's just yeah. the problem with this episode and what we're discussing is that. I can't say, oh, for what it's supposed to be, it's a, like it, yeah. it matches my expectations, even if it's not something I prefer. You know, when we drink like a vanilla right. maple stout. If you taste the vanilla it, and the maple and you're like, I just don't love it, but it tastes like vanilla and maple, then that's what I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you that it's not my preference, but that yeah. I that I appreciate it. Yeah. It's hard for me to do that with this stuff because yeah. I have no basis for comparison. Yeah. It, again, it's, uh, it's very flat to me. It doesn't really taste much like an Amber, you know, it's, know. uh, maybe, maybe it's, I really do feel like it smells like plants to me, like in a garden, but like an herb garden, okay. not like a flower garden. Like, it, okay. Yeah. No, I'm I not feel getting like it tastes, a floral. It tastes, it smells smell. earthy to me in okay. some capacity but the taste is nothing like a an amber beer that i've had so i can't fair compare it very so, good. anyways but we still have two more and we'll evaluate we'll them we'll get there appropriately yeah. so let's moving um, on to our topic like i said let's talk about something that i enjoyed <laughs> almost as much as i am enjoying this non near beer yes near I beer think that's great i love that Yes. I'm going to come up with an episode title that's sort of like that, but isn't that. We're going to put that in our brains. Got it. All right. And we'll think about it. You guys know now that that's what we did, and we'll see what we come up with, and you guys can tell us Evaluate. what you would have come up with. Good call. Good call. So we're going to talk about pregnancy. Ugh. Yep. Pregnancy. Thankfully, that is not why we're drinking non-alcoholic no, beer. Neither no, one I'm of done. us no, is pregnant. No, no. Oh, my or, goodness. Or, or are going to be. No. So that is not... Not, not in my future. Not in my future, friends. No. Uh, We've both been pregnant twice, and that is enough. 
Two so. times was plenty. Yes. <laughs> I will uh, get into more about that at the end of our conversation. <laughs> but for the beginning, I will say that I know we've talked about uh, the birth stories. Yes. I know we've had a birth story episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I won't, I'm not going to really talk about that at all. No. I will say, and I think I've said this before, I didn't have trouble getting pregnant. Mm-hmm. That was not something, and I'm very grateful, because I can be honest and say at this point, if I had had a hard time and I had had to go through extraordinary measures Mm -hmm. to become pregnant, I don't know where I would be today. I don't know how how much I would have done. Yeah, that's... I I won't be able... I wouldn't be able to tell you how many children I would have right now Mm -hmm. if... I had had to go above and beyond and that years had gone by and things like that because I know what kind of person I am. No, that's fair. And I know that like I'm an anxious person and I know that I keep myself up at night worrying about Mm -hmm. things. And I think that if this were in the equation, it would be very hard for me. It would be a struggle. Yeah, that's fair. To add it on top of whatever else I was dealing with at that point in my life. Yeah. So I, I can't say. And I'm I'm glad that I don't have to worry about that. Yeah, yeah agreed. I we I mean, we didn't purposely have two pregnancies, so we did not yeah. have any trouble. No trouble there. Getting um <laughs> you know, to that point. My my parents did, so I am adopted and they could not have children. So they adopted okay. me and my mm-hmm. brother. At the time though, I don't think that there was nearly the technology that there is now, even as options. For sure. Them. The level so, of intervention, yeah. if you will. So it was is a very different just just a very different environment, you know, in the eighties or late seventies, early eighties. Um to be in that situation so sure. totally different yeah world. Um, well and even yeah. my parents i mean my parents had my brother who is uh six years older yep. than me and were told that they weren't going to be able to have yeah. any more kids and mm. then i'm a miracle <laughs> <laughs> six <laughs> years later is a miracle you guys yeah, i don't you can argue with me all you want but yeah. i will stand by that <laughs> statement no one saw this coming <laughs> <laughs> Again, i mean maybe they did i don't we, know we, they were, I mean, maybe they were still trying to have kids i, I, I would guess they so. were clearly not actively not trying exactly so. Yeah. And so, hey, thanks about that. Cool, yeah, appreciate um, that. Yeah, we were, yeah. you know, a lot of, I do get the question, were we trying to have kids? Because we have twins, and a lot of people nowadays that have twins have have twins because they went through in vitro or sure. they did something right. in terms of, and that, that was not us. We, this is all natural. Just, <laughs> that's what happened. The that's luck of the draw. The, the dice uh, that you yeah. rolled and yeah. two came up. Exactly. So that was 100% <laughs> natural and we didn't do anything in particular to, to have them. Um, it just, that's what, that's what was meant to be, I guess. That's that what happened. So what was supposed to happen to you. <laughs> yes, clearly. So, yeah. So, but we, um, yeah, you know, there's, I was going to just say a couple of statistics, but, you know, in the last 20, actually, what, 30 years now? So since 1990, there were 16.7 births per thousand people um in the u.s okay and as of 2020 there are it drops significantly so there's 11 wow yeah so the 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 numbers are going down in terms of the number of, of 
babies being born, the number of pregnancies that are happening. Um, per 1,000 people. Yes, per 1,000 right. people. But that's still a significant, you know, statistically significant in terms of how many less people there are. Now, I will say that there are many more multiple births. So in 1980, there were 19 out of every 1,000 births were multiples, so twins or triplets. Okay. Um, in 2020, there were 32.7, so almost 33 out of 1,000 births wow. were multiples. So that's probably a, a chunk of them are in vitro or something like that. But sure. there's also in vitro is like 1% or two, not even, it's a very small percentage of, of live of, births. Yeah. So most of them are still not, um, you know, in some sort of technological help. So lots more multiples being born these days for whatever That's reason. Interesting. I wonder if, I wonder if it has to do with, how many kids your parents had versus, you know, th and then yourself. So, for example, maybe, like, only children, mm -hmm. you know, mm. who statistically maybe aren't as uh, prone to having multiples because maybe. they were singletons, mm -hmm. uh, maybe just aren't giving birth to multiples. Oh. yeah, I, I don't, don't know. know. That it, seems like a, a weird thought. Honestly, a lot of it's so so many factors that we really just don't know. So absolutely. our food, our environment, our everything nowadays. Oh, like absolutely. we have no clue. Also, I would say that mine was not, but a lot of multiple births are more difficult. And so often one of them is lost during pregnancy. Right. So it winds up being a multiple pregnancy, but not a multiple birth. So sure. nowadays the technology and the medical care and all of that is significantly more than it was even 20 years ago. Oh, so, sure. you know, there's some that people that sense. didn't know they were having two until they had the babies because they didn't, it was ultrasounds all the time weren't as common and right. all of those things. So, you know, the fact that there's more multiple births happening now could just be part of that is medical technology is improved. You know, the yeah. people are more ca are carrying multiples longer than yeah. potentially they used that to. Um, makes way more sense than my weird <laughs> only children theory who knows but i'm just saying that's that's a theory so but i thought it was interesting um you know i looked up things that were in my kind of wheelhouse uh the other thing that is increased in terms of successful live births is 32 percent of births in 2020 were c-section okay so that's a big chunk and there's That's always controversy yeah. of you know if it's a real birth versus not 32 percent of births are, are c-section that's a lot like that's, that's a pretty big, big chunk that's of a pretty big people. chunk to not be real you guys yeah, right i mean so. you know i did not have a c-section with either kid and i'm super glad that i didn't because Nobody really wants no. to. I mean, there with, are medical with the reasons. Twins, I was like, no, you're they're cutting. Yeah, them no, out. I, I mean, respect yeah. that one hundred percent. But it's not like you made. You that, don't go you, into it in your first pregnancy saying, "I'd like to have major surgery today." Like, cut yes. me open and yeah, exactly. Sew me back up so I have to move all my parts around and figure it out. And but. yeah, and suffer <laughs> through the recovery yeah, process while also really caring for a new person. Wants to do that. Yeah. So, oh, one other fun fact. The highest average twin births is what state? Pick a state. What do you think the highest, most common state for multiple births is? California. Michigan. I have no idea why. What? It's not even that big of a state. The highest average twin, specifically twin births, 
is in Michigan. <laughs> See, I guessed California because, again, and you said it was a small percentage of mm-hmm. of pregnancies, but I guess I just assumed there was more yeah. in vitro and things like that I out would, there. Yeah, fair. But, uh, yeah, no Michigan. Yeah. Super random. Michigan. Totally random fact. <laughs> what? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that is i did not see that yeah i thought it was entertaining that's very interesting so, <laughs> i love it these fun facts are great right so. which is awesome because like my feelings about pregnancy are not great yeah. so it balances yeah. out all the negative that's, stuff that's i'm good. about to say good, good yeah no i i don't i didn't i did some women like love being pregnant and feel like they're glowing and i was just like i don't i'm tired my feet hurt i want to get this baby out of me yeah i didn't (laughs) have any of that glow or anything like that in fact i remember my mother telling me that if you're pregnant with a boy Mm. uh you like you look better yeah because they say the the girl takes your like your beauty beauty. or whatever yeah clearly that's not how she would say it to me you know, before I would find out the gender and I would just be like, well, then I'm definitely having a girl <laughs> because I feel not good. And I know it is coming out visually <laughs> in my appearance well, because I am just straight up miserable <laughs> in the face. In everywhere. In every way, shape or form. So clearly that old wives tale is not She was wrong. Accurate. Because, <laughs> you know. Yeah. yeah. She was wrong because I had two boys and yes. I still looked horrible so yeah but uh i was not a fan of being pregnant i sat and i thought about you know a positive i tried to think of it's like your husband when we were talking about the upsides of covid (laughs) and he was like nothing it's the worst everything has been the worst day of my life yeah i'm like come on negative (laughs) nelly yeah and i just i unfortunately um i really couldn't you know go away from that i uh I didn't like being pregnant. I've said it before. I'm going to say it again because I'm never going to stop saying it. Mm-hmm. I was nauseous mm-hmm. throughout mm-hmm. both of my pregnancies pretty much the entire time. Ugh, yeah, that's miserable. I puked twice during my first child's birth. Ugh. So I can't say I felt better <laughs> until he was literally, literally out. out of me. I felt a lot better after that. Yes. To be honest, I actually felt pretty good, which yeah. I thought was weird. <laughs> yeah. and, and the nurses said it was weird. Yeah. I was like, oh, I feel pretty good right now. And they were just sort of like, that's a really weird thing to say. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I don't know. I yeah, <laughs> but it's true. So I don't know what to tell you about that. Yeah, well, that's how I feel. Uh, I had, and the rest of it, it was more actually with my second child. The mm. It seemed like some of the other pregnancy symptoms that I had were worse with him oh. other than the nausea. So okay. I think I had worse nausea with my first. Okay. But then I had like brutal heartburn. Ooh. With my second. Did he have a lot of hair? They say if they have a lot of no, hair. No, my first child had more, way okay. more hair than I don't know. my little all these one. Old, we're just breaking know, all right? these old wives' tales here. I know, here. right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I had a lot of hip pain, like like mm. soreness. If I slept on my side yeah. for, for too many hours in the span of a night, I would wake up and just be yeah. in horrible pain and Ugh. have to like try to turn over and lay right. on the other side. Reposition. Yeah. And it was just like, it was... Bad. Yeah. Like I wound up pain. sleeping in the recliner a number of times. I, like towards did, the end. Yeah, I, I did. did not do that. I do think I would have benefited from that. It's because I didn't have a recliner mm, yeah. at that time. It was it was I I definitely slept in the recliner yeah. towards the end. I because think that probably I was just helped. not comfortable. 
I think I had less heartburn when I wasn't laying down. Oh, yes. So sitting up helps. Here's some. Here's just some tips for pregnant la- yeah, ladies. Yeah, good. Um, I did like. I did buy one of those weird body pillow things to like, help me help prop me in the right, not painful positions. So when I did sleep in bed, I did use that I, giant. That helped thing. me as well. Yeah. Although I was sharing a queen bed with my husband uh, plus the body pillow, which was basically like a hu- another, another human yeah, being totally. in the bed. It's huge. Yeah. So that was not great. Not super helpful. Um, yeah. I did also, since we're giving helpful hints. Sure, why not? <laughs> I did, and I I might be wrong about this specifically, but you would be able to look it up. There is a certain side that you are to lay on mm. that helps with heartburn because of where your stomach is at versus okay. where your esophagus is because oh. your stomach's like on one side. Okay. I think if you lay on your left side. Okay. Your organs are in like a better line, huh. and you and I 100% know that is true because it worked for me. Okay, if I was having really bad heartburn mm-hmm. and I rolled to that side, yeah, it, it would helps. get better. Oh, that's good. So it definitely I helps. If that helps in regular life. I, now that yes, I'm getting older, does, I, I feel like yes, <laughs> once in a while I'm like, oh, it's not bad just decision. a pregnancy yeah. thing. All right, okay. So yes, I believe yeah. that. All right. I think that when you're pregnant, it might be. It more might be more helpful because yeah. I think also your the baby, baby is, is also on there. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yes, I think that one side is better for your organs mm-hmm. okay. with heartburn. No, I I believe that. Yeah. Uh, and get a recliner. I and highly maybe recommend get a recliner. recliner and maybe one of those. Uh, mine was called a snoogle. Yep, I had the, the same pillow. thing. Yeah, I forgot what it was called, but it's that's exactly what it was. Obnoxiously large, and Dude, it's, it's impossible to get somebody to take it. After yeah, you nobody don't wants it. it after you're done. Like literally nobody. And it takes up more space than like. Yeah, it's the huge. Car it would seat. take like half a garbage can, like a big one. Like yeah, a b- yeah. I did end up giving it to someone. I think. I have no idea what I ever did with uh, it, but it was. It was gigantic. in my closet forever. Yeah, but it was worthwhile at the time. <laughs> Absolutely, I don't regret having it. I'm no. just saying I regret not getting yes. rid of it faster. Yes, fair, fair. The one other thing I will say that. Um, is nobody's fault and it's just kind of a coincidence but i when i was pregnant with my second son he was born at the end of february Mm. of that year and between let's say new year's day and the day of his birth the snow just kept falling there was like never a break we would have time where it wasn't snowing but the snow would never melt and it was just like it just kept stacking yeah and so i remember going to doctor's appointments when it was getting uh, close to my due date and you have to go like every, every week. week yep um and like almost killing myself on the Just ice trying, yeah to get and there <laughs> never being a close parking spot and uh, uh i I actually did more than just risk my physical well-being at one appointment I was walking back to my car and this guy pulls up next to me and he goes are you leaving? And I go, yeah. And he goes, where are you parked? Because he wants my parking sure, spot because sure, there's sure. no parking there's spot. There's no parking, right. And I go, oh, man, I'm all the way in the back. And he says, get in. I'll give you a ride to your car. <laughs> and I immediately got in his car. <laughs> so you could have been killed at this I point. I mean, like, kidnapping. Yeah, some sort of. A woman who's nine months pregnant. That sounds more like his problem than my problem. <laughs> That's a lot to take on, okay? There's a lot going on yeah, there. Yeah. Go ahead, okay? He did not kidnap clearly, me. Clearly, clearly, yeah. He, uh, he did 
he drove a very nice car. Mm-hmm. Not to say the kidnappers don't drive nice cars. Yeah. He did have a very... It was like... I would have called it a, a doctor car. Okay. If, so in your, your assessment, you were like, well, the in odds. The, <laughs> in the 10 seconds I considered in the freezing cold yeah. whether or not a stranger should drive me to my car, <laughs> I assessed his vehicle and decided it was worth it. Okay. And fair. he dropped me off at my car and I got... Out, out of the spot, and he, and he took the spot. So everything was on the up and up the <laughs> whole time. But I did retell that story to family and friends, <laughs> and nobody supported my decision. Eh, I mean, if I was in that <laughs> position, I feel like there's a good chance I probably would have done the same I thing. Just, I will like, admit, I probably made the wrong choice eh, but from like I mean, a let's be smart about things sure, perspective. Sure. It but I out in the end, though. I so. would have. What if I fell down and got hurt? Yeah. Then where would we be? Yeah. You know. No. Then I would have had to go back into the hospital. Nobody wants that. I could barely make it to my car. Right. Right. Yeah. I will say that my pregnancies were at the same freaking time because my kids are all born one day apart. Yeah. So I didn't have to go through. I mean, I was technically pregnant in winter, but not like really like super pregnant. pregnant. Right. Like. I found out we were having twins in October and I wasn't showing at all. I was right. only like eight weeks or something. So like I didn't get big and uncomfortable until kind of the end of after. Winter. Yeah. yeah. After the s- giant snowstorms. Right. Same had. year. Same yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I will say that I, uh, here we go. Silver lining. <laughs> I came up with one, you guys. All right. Woo-hoo. This is on the fly too. Right. This is not written down. <laughs> I was not pregnant over the summer ever i feel like that would be horrible oh, goodness so yes. horrible my son who was born in february obviously i got pregnant yes yes and yes. was pregnant but for not a little bit of to summer the, like, like me not to the point where but it was yeah no but not like in the summer i'm i'm holding an extra 30 or 40 pounds oh, and was, i'm like if i had a baby in august i feel like that would be horrible because see that's you're, my thought like right. i that is something i didn't necessarily give that a lot of thought I didn't when plan we were, for it when yeah. we were getting pregnant but, but in hindsight that would not have been way worse having yeah i mean my son was born my first child was born the first week of june mm-hmm. and i remember when we took him home from the hospital he had a blanket on, oh yeah and I was wearing a jacket yeah, because so, it was still cool. And yeah. it's funny because we've talked about this many times since he was born, how his birthday party is never very warm out True. because it's early in June yeah. and it's always like kind of spring weather. Yeah, true. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, no. So I've never really even had a whole lot of hot. I mean, maybe early in that pregnancy in like September of yeah, that, where I was like, like a little bit pregnant, periodic, like a tiny hot. bit. Yeah, but barely, not enough to make it totally right. uncomfortable. Yeah, I feel bad for those women in the middle of summer that I see like really pregnant. I'm like, like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't have to go through that, but no. I will say I was ridiculously large with the twins because, well, they were twins. You had twins, yeah, and they were both big. I mean, like, right. they weren't even little when they were born, like. One was six pounds thirteen ounces. One pounds was six pounds eight ounces. Yeah, so that's like pretty serious. They were they were giant. But I was still. I will say. All right, another like. Here's my my few just suggestions. Your here's suggestions. My, I like my it. suggestions when I was pregnant. Buy comfortable shoes. 
Like, yes. just buy them. Who cares? If your feet are two sizes bigger than normal, just buy whatever's coming. Don't even look. Like, I was about to say, don't and even don't look. hesitate to buy them, like, at least a half size yeah. larger than yeah. what you normally whatever's, wear. Whatever's, literally don't even look the size, just put something on, and if it's comfortable, buy them. Like Yes. I remember yeah. the work shoes I wore during my first pregnancy, mm-hmm. and they were... They fit me perfectly right. while I was pregnant. They were way too big. After. Yeah. After. But that's okay. But they were so comfortable. All that matters they is were like at the time. Ones. And that even goes for clothes, too. Because some women are like, oh, it needs to be cute. But no. Most no. of your pregnancy, be comfortable. I get if you're going to go somewhere, like, you want to be cute. Be comfortable the vast majority of the time. Yeah. Like, I 100% agree. I was cares. very lucky. My brother's wife... Mm-hmm. Was like just finishing up having kids oh, okay. when I got pregnant with mm-hmm. my first child, and she just like handed me this huge nice. bag of yeah. maternity clothes, and they were very nice. Oh, I'm sure she's yeah. much shorter than me. Yeah, but, but uh, but we were very close to the yeah. same size, yeah. so most of it. And maternity clothes are kind of flexible anyway. Yeah, for sure. So like, if you wear a six, you can wear a four or an eight or a ten or yeah. like, you could really. You know. It's pretty flexible. So yeah. like whatever size it says on the maternity dress, it's, it's a good. Uh, it's like yeah. it could be a small or a medium or a large. Yeah, and <laughs> honestly, same for that. Like if it fits you, don't look at what size it is. Just just buy it. Buy it. When you're I pregnant, did that with a pair of maternity literally, jeans. Yeah, don't, don't even worry about any of that. Don't, don't. None of that matters. Just be comfortable when you're pregnant. Also, always car- carry water and a snack with you. And even if you think that you don't want a snack, you probably do. Like sometimes nausea is caused by it want you. Your body needs something to yes. settle it. Eating was actually the only thing that really helped me yeah, most. A of the lot time. of a lot of pregnant women say like. It seems counterintuitive to eat something when you're nauseous, but it actually helps. Yeah, I will say that I messed my brain up so much while I was pregnant, (laughs) thinking that I always should be snacking on something. Uh, I would even, when I would drive to work, I would chew gum. Just to have, Just because my brain was like, you're eating. And I would just be chewing gum, which is a weird habit to take on when you're like pregnant. But I would just, it kept me from throwing up in my car on the highway. Which whatever works at that point. (laughs) Now, ever since I was pregnant, every once in a while, if I get sick to my stomach... My brain is like, maybe you, chew you should on something. eat something. Yeah. It <laughs> doesn't really work the same no. when you're not pregnant. Literally every human being yeah. is just like, I don't I don't think that you should eat that. And I'll be like, no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. No, this is going to make me feel I'm going to eat this little <laughs> tiny po- bowl of pickles right now. And they're just like, yeah, you're going to feel bad about that. <laughs> but if you're pregnant, maybe not. But yeah. normal people, yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Let's drink this other one. Let's we drink have two IPNA. More. Yeah. So this is Lagunitas. the Lagunitas. It's hoppy. I'm not saying it's good. I'm saying it's. I can't put my finger on what I don't like about this. <laughs> I just. I'm sorry. This one has a weird taste to it. It has a weird smell, and it has the exact same weird taste. I can't. It's. I don't, a... I don't know what that is. It's like a, I don't know. I don't want to use a word to describe it. I feel like whatever word I would pick would be extremely unflattering. It's not as bad as I'm making it sound. But it's not good. I don't like it. I, I don't, don't like, I like it, it less. I like it less than the amber. Ugh. It's a, it's a stronger flavor, but not a good stronger flavor. Yeah. It's like, like it's a, got a bite at the front, but it doesn't, yeah, nothing follows it. So it's like, it's got this weird upfront 
taste. Yeah. And then at the end, it's bland. So then it doesn't, like, it's high and then low, and there's no nothing in between. I, like, wanted to like it because I could tell it was more carbonated mm-hmm. than It is. Amber. It's not as flat, but it's not. But this, I am, you know what this tastes like? It tastes like a seltzer. It tastes like a seltzer? <gasps> it does. It kind of does. Oh, my. Oh, my. I got to drink one more tiny it sip. It kind of does. Is that what that smell is? Try it again and think. Think back. Think back. Kind of tastes like radio static, doesn't it? Yes. Yeah. Kind of tastes like seltzer. It tastes like... (laughs) You know what what baffled me about seltzer is they would tell you it was, let's say, mango. It's a flavorless seltzer is what it is. Yeah. They would tell you that it was mango. Right. And you would taste it and you would be like... Uh, if you didn't tell me there was mango in this, I wouldn't be able to pinpoint that it's mango. Right. And, like, this is exactly like that. Like, you're telling me this is an IPA-flavored, let's use the word seltzer. And I'm kind of like, But, but, it's it's like a flavorless seltzer. It just has the carbonation and the weird taste. You know how, like, when you, this is exactly, you're right. Uh, you know how when you go to like McDonald's and the proportion isn't right? Oh, McDonald's the, yeah. is a bad example because but, McDonald's is always perfect. But right. let's say no, no, else. you go to some and you get a fountain drink, and the and proportion there's the like proportion no syrup in it at syrup all. Syrup to carbonation is off, and it just tastes weird. And it's just this. That's what this is. And that's a horrible description, but it's but that's very close. What it tastes like. It's very close. Yeah, I'm not. Yikes. All right, we I'm have so to try sorry. this other one I'm because so sorry. I need I to try I got to drink something. a little bit of water, and, and we're let's just drink that. I have shot. one or two more thoughts on. That's fine, but pregnancy. I just need something to cleanse my palate at this point. All right, this is S'mores Dark Brew. So, so this we is shall Untitled see. Art as well, you yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Lorna and I both got beers for this episode. Beers. <laughs> both got drinks for this episode. Beverages. We got beverages. And uh, I we supplied each got a untitled one. art. Yeah. Yes. So Lauren did three. Well, she did more than that. We're only drinking three. Yeah. This is all. And I, I can did take one. For... I did have another one as well, but it was also untitled art, so I didn't yeah. want to. Yeah. We didn't need to do that. That's fair. All right. I'm gonna. So try this. let's smell it. Oh, it smells like s'mores. It does. So I mean, that's a we're going the right way. It tastes like s'mores. Hmm. It tastes like s'mores. This, yeah, this, this is pretty good. Fine. Untitled art, man. All right. I I'm going to let I you guys have this. this. One. Yeah. This tastes fine. Like, it's not... Obviously, it's not an alcoholy taste, but as a flavor... I mean, it tastes like s'mores. I got chocolate. I've it, got marshmallow. Yeah. I've got that graham cracker. Yeah, it's got all of the flavors it's got I would everything. expect. This is I pretty good. I could sit good. by a campfire and drink this and be fine. Yeah. Like, this it could is fine. Obviously, we started recording almost an hour ago. It could mm. be a little bit colder. Sure. And I don't <laughs> usually say that about an actual stout. Yeah, sure. This could just be, a, could little be a little bit colder. colder. Yeah. So I could see drinking this on like a warm night. Yeah. Not oh, yeah. hot or cold, but like a warm night yeah. where it's a little cooler. Mm-hmm. Uh, the but, beer is a but, little but, cooler. But this, this I could drink. This I... This yes. is better than the last two, so yeah. this I'm okay that with. was a journey. Yes. All right. That we're, I will we've, say. We've, we've come full circle. All right. So let's finish our thoughts. Final <laughs> thoughts on pregnancy. Uh, I will echo something that you already talked about, which was maternity clothes, which in general I did not love because yeah. a lot of them were for the purpose of showing off the fact that you are pregnant, which was not a thing I was a big yeah, on. Yeah, I wasn't a big on that either. I did have a couple of... 
I guess you could say, like shirts that would were like tighter. Sure. Yeah, they're form fitting. Like a billowy shirt. Yes, yes. That I would wear to work, especially if it was warm outside mm-hmm. or something like that, that would be more comfortable. Sure. Um, so like maybe towards the end of my pregnancy with my first, where he was born in June, maybe there Mm -hmm. were some warmer days. I do remember wearing like capris and, you know, uh, and honestly, maybe even with my second child when we went to New Orleans. Oh yeah. Oh, we were both pregnant in New Orleans. Yes. Where I was (laughs) at least a few months along at that point. Yeah. Uh, where I probably wore. Yes. Maybe a tighter shirt or something like that i wore capris and uh well that's a whole different story (laughs) judgment was cast down upon you it was also cast down upon me (laughs) capris were not welcome on that trip but not by you or me no i forgot we were both pregnant and oh i didn't because i remember my uh grape yeah, sparkling that was. whatever thing yeah. like falling into the street of New Orleans and uh, getting weird, gross New Orleans gunk all over it, yeah. and I was just like, "That was my fake drink." Yeah. <laughs> now I have to drink water mm-hmm. and a sip of wine at the reception. <laughs> yep. <sighs> Anyways, so, yes. So yeah, maternity clothes. Not my favorite. My least favorite thing about them was when I did have to dress, dress, dress up. Oh, yeah. So, like, that wedding was very hard for me because I do like dressing up on occasion. And I kind of hated not really getting to wear something I would have liked a bit more. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I ended up wearing the dress I wore when I was a bridesmaid Mm. during my first pregnancy. Pregnancy. Got it. And it was a nice dress. It was just not. It wasn't what you would have picked. I didn't like it. It wasn't flattering. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of a bummer. Um, And uh, the other thing I would say is that I feel like baby showers are really awkward. I don't like I don't I don't like being the center of attention, so I don't yeah. really enjoy showers. I so. find it especially, and I know like we don't really do this at birthday parties for our kids anymore, which I absolutely love. But you don't open gifts in front we of don't. everybody. We don't. No, some people still do. My kids have been to even just friends' parties. Yeah, no, mine that they too. open all of the gifts before everyone leaves. Yeah, we do not do that in our family. No, at all. we don't. We don't do that either. And honestly, I don't think that my kids want to spend their time with their friends opening their presents. Yeah, I agree. Totally. And I also don't really care what you get for your baby. Like, if I'm attending, I don't care when you open my presents. No, I don't either. Like, you can open it on your couch at home. Doesn't bother me. Not at all. I don't need to see it. I just find the whole situation awkward. Because you're, like, thanking people for buying you baby stuff. Right. But it's not for you. It's for the baby, sort of. I don't know. It's just, like... And that's the whole reason you're there anyways. So, like, it's understood. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I have been to a couple baby showers recently and bridal showers that you don't wrap the gift and they just display them. So, if you want to walk around, you can just oh. look to see what people got. And so you literally just, like, put it in a basket, and they have a table set up. I like that. And then nobody opens anything. But if you want to see what you're get, people are giving, you just walk around, and there's the stuff. I love it. I prefer that to sitting for a while and staring at someone opening a bunch of presents. I love <laughs> that because I am extremely good at not having appropriate wrapping paper. <laughs> and not... Not that I have inappropriate wrapping paper because I'm not that person either. (laughs) I just don't have any. Yes. (laughs) So like, 
And I, I, as a December birthday, feel very strongly about not wrapping birthday presents in Christmas paper. I don't, yeah. So, uh... Yeah. Yeah, so I, uh, have to have birthday paper slash at least something neutral if I'm going to wrap a mm-hmm. gift, and I'm not great about that. Gotcha. <laughs> I, so, uh, I have the box full of gift bags. Yep, oh, I have... I have a bag hate, full of bags. I yep. hate to say it, but there's probably a fair number of baby shower bags uh, in there. Because I might still have some. I've probably received more than I've given. I would believe that for me, yeah. too. Yeah. And they're all boy, too. I mean, of uh, course. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. We did have a sprinkle, which was not very many people when we had the twins. Um, which I, it is what it is. I have it. I don't have it. I don't care. Um, but we did get some additional things because we had one child, but then we had two children. I feel like so. that is, and since we're kind of, that's sort of relevant to what we're talking about. I feel like that's an appropriate time to do a sprinkle is when you're adding more than one child <laughs> okay. at the same time. And one of them is also of a different gender. Yes, completely different. And so we had a bunch of boy things. We had no girl things. Right. And also we only had one bouncer and one car seat and yeah, one, all right? those things. Like you got to double it now. So but yeah. anyways, all right, I'm going to continue drinking. Actually, the s'mores isn't bad. I yeah, can get I can behind this. Yeah, I can tolerate this. This isn't, it isn't horrible. I, the two Untitled Arts win in my book at, for, for this round of beverage drinking. So yeah. It's acceptable. Yeah. If, if you are choosing to go to the non-alcoholic route and uh, they're an option, they're an okay one. That's my, yeah, that's my I take agree. on this. I would go with Untitled Art. That so. would be a good way to go. All right. Near beer it is. Near beer. All right. Cheers, <laughs> everyone. Thank you. Thanks, everyone, for listening to the latest musings from Parenting by the Pint. Be sure to find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe to us wherever you find your podcasts. Have a great week, and cheers to you all.